Hi, and welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself, Terry Blackburn. Now, today's episode is a short burst of motivation, and it's about the lessons learned from Sam Ibgi. Now, uh, I would really advise you listen to the full episode because it was one of the most uh, motivating uh, and inspiring episodes I've done so far for you. They've all been amazing, don't get us wrong, but th- this this episode really inspired me just to, well, a few things I'll, <clears throat> that I'll discuss with you. Um, but, you know, some of the key learnings I feel from this episode, there is quite a few. Um, you know, this guy went from being homeless to owning homes all, all across the world. You know, Ibiza, London, Krakow, Italy, Cannes. He built the ski resort. And, you know, he's he's done this all with his own money. You know, he hasn't had angel investors. He hasn't. He doesn't even have a mortgage, this guy. Um and you know he was homeless at what at one point in his life at an early age. So I feel that anybody listening to this, if you haven't had the best upbringing or you're going through some shit right now, you know he's proof that it can be done and you can turn it round. Um, Give you a couple of the key points. He at age 14, 15, he said, um, you know, going through school. Sorry, going a bit further back, he was he was homeless. He, he was dyslexic. He had loads of things wrong with him. He had he was told that he couldn't achieve anything. He was in with the wrong crowd. And um, at 14, 15, he was given a cleaning job, and he cleaned up a building site. And the the owner of the site, us the foreman on the site, came up to him and said, "You know, you've done an amazing job. How did you do this? How did you clean this so well?" Because he gave it his all, and he was he was told that he couldn't ever do anything, and and he wanted to prove everybody wrong. He then set up a cleaning company at age eighteen, so he was doing that from age fourteen, fifteen to eighteen. He then got given bigger refurbishment jobs as he was getting a little bit older. Um, so he slowly progressed to bigger things. He then bought his first property at sort of age nineteen, twenty in London. Um, he then flipped. So for the property developers listening. He flipped 21 properties in 18 months. Anybody who deals with builders and has flipped a property or or refurbishes property, you'll know how hard that would be to do. Um, You know, when he before he bought his first property, when he was running the cleaning business, he was working with about 150 trades and cleaners, managing cleaning and refurbishing other people's properties. But then when he bought his first at the age of 1920, he flipped 21 properties in 18 months. Now, that in itself is it is massive. There's not many people doing that, even people who have been in the game a long time. Um, what Sean threw from his interview, he said it a few times, was, um, you know, hard work. You can't replace hard work. You've got to work hard and you've got to put the hours in if you want to achieve big things. You know, don't expect a big salary by working part-time hours. You know, don't expect a full-time salary by working part-time hours. Too many people are hung up on the one everything now and the one it gifted to them and given to them for free. It doesn't work like that. You've got to put the graft in. That's a common theme on anybody who I know who is successful. Anybody I've done the podcast and anybody that I know personally, everybody at the top has worked their asses off to get there. Um, and that's shone through with Sam. Um he, you know, he went from flipping properties to then buying his, sorry, he went from buying his own property, flipping 21 in in 18 months at the start. He then started, to, because he was flipping that many and buying that many, he came across 
um, oh, he built relationships, strong relationships with estate agents in London. Then he started to come across too many deals that he could actually purchase. So he started to pass these deals on to other people that he knew, that he knows, and other investors and charge them a fee. So he did a little bit of sourcing. Um, I don't know how long he'd done that for, because we kind of skipped that part, but we did talk about what he's got now, and, and that is luxury, luxury apartments. I think there's almost 40. You know, you're talking about places like Kensington. You're not talking about places up in the northeast that cost 100, 200 grand. You're talking about really, really high-end properties. Um, he does those on a service accommodation basis. He's got some bartlets as well. But a huge takeaway and a huge lesson that I got from his his interview was that customer service is really, really key. So he talked about that for, for length, to be fair, but he talked about, you know, in his service accommodation, going the extra mile, you know, even down to the finishes, the types of coffee and the, you know, in, 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 uh, the pods for the coffee machine, the, the type of furnishings, the quilts, the everything about his properties he wanted to go over and above because customer service or the customer experience, the customer journey makes people tell the friends. It makes people come back to you. Um, and if you go over and above on customer services and customer experience, I think you'll always shine out and there'll always be a market for that. Um, that's a key lesson for sure. Um, he also talked about, interestingly, about his staff and about his employees. He tries to treat them really well. And in turn, they will treat his customers really well because he has a company where, um, you know, I think he uses Airbnb. I'm, I'm not sure to advertise these properties, but he has his own website where he advertises these properties. And they go in this real depth in terms of, the you know, you, you can arrange private transfers you can arrange drivers to pick you up from the airport or from the train station to take you to their properties private jets if they're abroad you know everything from you know booking restaurants to nannies if you if you're traveling with children all these crazy things which is just over and above going yeah going over and above for the customer experience um which I think is really, uh, really good to see and quite refreshing because I don't think there's many people going to that extent of customer experience. Um, a couple of other things he talked about um, using influencers and using people on social media who have a big following to advertise his properties. You know, for example, I think it was Crystal Hefner he mentioned, which was Hugh Hefner's ex-wife, Playboy guy's ex-wife did a story on one of his properties. Uh, it was a simple, this is where I'm staying. You know, if you'd like to stay here, swipe up, whatever, showing them around the properties. And he got loads and loads of bookings off the back of that. Um, and he just messaged this lady on Instagram, I believe, and asked her to, you know, if she can stay at these properties for free, if she would advertise it. And he's now replicated that multiple times with loads of different influencers. Um, and he gets a lot of direct bookings by doing that. Now, I think that's, if anybody in the F and in the SA space, the service accommodation space, I think that's definitely something that you can you should maybe consider because you know, think about social media. Is social media going anywhere? No. Is it gonna only grow? Yeah. Are our kids' kids gonna use social media even more? Yes. So think about the future market and the future people who might be booking your apartments or whatever you own. 
there's definitely a market for that. Um, he's proved it. Yes, he's high end in London, but why not do it in Newcastle or Manchester or wherever you're listening from? The same applies. People buy off the influence of others. That's why they're called influencers. They influence other people because people want to live like them. And if they think, oh, well, you know, if she or he has stayed there, I want to stay there too. I think that's a, a really good marketing strategy. Um, a couple of other things, you know, you mentioned the hard work. You mentioned, um, you mentioned don't have a safety net, which I quite liked. Um, if you're going to do something, this, you know, this can go against you, by the way, so don't take my advice on it. I'm not responsible if it doesn't go right. But I think what he what he did say was, if you're going to do something, go all in. I do believe this also, because when you go all in, you've got no option. You have to make it work at that point. It could be, you know, if you're in the wrong vehicle, as in your idea isn't very good, or, you know, you do something that maybe doesn't have legs or it's not right, you go all in, it might not work. So there is a risk to that. But by going all in, if you're in the right vehicle, you've got the right strategy and you're confident in your ability and you work your arse off, a lot of the time it will come good. We call it, when I do a lot of sales training with my team, um, we talk about um, burning the boats. So what that is, if you're on the island, as in you start your business, you're on the island. But if you've got a boat sitting there, um, you can easily just jump back in the boat and go back to employed land or go back to what you used to do. But if you burn the boat, you, you're stuck on the island, you've got no option then to make it work. So burning the boat, so having no safety and having no options to make it work can be an advantage, but just uh, with a side of caution <laughs> on that. Um, and yeah, you know, he, he talked about a lot of things. I would, I would listen back to the full interview if I was you. Um, Mentioned starting small as well, not comparing yourself against other people. There's no point if you haven't bought a property yet or you've got one or two properties, you know, looking at someone who, like, I don't know, Robert Kiyosaki, who's got a few thousand properties. Grand Cardone's got thousands of properties. You know, obviously their strategy and their, you know, what they do is different. So don't look at too much at them. Look at someone who's a similar level to you or do maybe a little bit more than you. If you've got one or two properties, Look at someone who's got 10, 15, you know, looking at someone who's got a thousand pretty far apart. So, um, so yeah, starting small, looking at people who are on a similar level to you and not getting too caught up. You've also got to remember a lot of social media is bullshit. A lot of the people on Instagram, you know, they haven't got what they say they've got and they don't do what they say they do. You can go on company's house and you can check how many mortgages people have got. You know, people are full of shit, excuse me, French. Um, find out who's real, find out who's not, and, and just follow a few people who are similar to you and do more, a little bit more than you. Not a huge amount more than you, I think is also good advice. Um, so I hope that helped. I hope that's motivated you. I hope that's given you a little boost um, by listening to this. Um, if you like the content, please like and share the podcast. Please like and share the YouTube channel and follow me on Instagram, which is Terry Blackburn Property. Thank you. Have a fantastic day. And good luck, whatever you're up to.